What's going on guys? It's your boy Scrub here back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am. And today I when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply have a story that I think everyone is going to agree is an absolute tragedy, very sad, sad violin music vibes. Basically, this person sent in this story to me from when they were younger, took some Pokemon cards to school, their teacher caught them, and uh, they no longer possess the Pokemon cards, I'll put it nicely. Either way, I thought it would be a story time you guys would enjoy. I've got some more after that as well, but uh, yeah, without further ado, let's hop right into it. Press the like button, otherwise you're going to end up a sad clown at 47 years old. So I think this was a pretty universal experience, at least it was for me, but back in the day, this guy would take his Pokemon cards to class, and his classmates would bring their Pokemon cards to class, and at research and at lunch, they would have Pokemon battles. Sometimes they would play the real card game, but usually they would just kind of like throw their Pokemon down and argue about who would win. I, I used to do that too. But similar to the way it was at my old school, it it's not something that the teachers were necessarily thrilled about. They weren't allowed to have Pokemon cards, but most teachers were also understanding that like they were just going to bring them. So as long as they weren't making it a problem during class and kept it at recess and lunch, then they just didn't really care. It was one of those things where they would just look the other way. You know, I, I feel like it's like speeding. If you're going under seven miles over the speed limit, the cops probably aren't going to pull you over type of vibe. Don't take that as legal advice, by the way. If you get pulled over, I'm not responsible. But you get what I mean. They just didn't really do anything about it. And this guy had started the year in a teacher's class that didn't really care as long as they only did it at recess and lunch. And he ended up getting switched into another teacher's class just because of, like, class sizing issues. Which has to suck. When you go from a cool teacher into, like, any teacher's classroom, it sucks to leave. But it also really sucked because you got, like, this old lady teacher who was just on the brink of retirement. I don't know if she was going to retire the next year, but she was older. He went from, like, this young, cool teacher who was always telling them that they could uh, do creative writing and play Pokemon... She was young, fresh out of college, to this lady that probably taught a dinosaur how to read and write. She watched the meteor come in herself, bro. When they were talking about history, she's like, no, I was there when they signed the Declaration of Independence type of vibe. And she was a huge opponent of Pokemon cards. You would have thought that she had an idea for a similar series around the same time, tried to get funding for it, and then Pokemon took off, so her idea never did. Because she was bitter about Pokemon. She was always complaining about how kids these days just wanted to spend all their time playing the stupid Pokemon game and they never took the time to read anymore. And uh, I, I think if kids don't want to read, it's probably because of the books you have them trying to read are boring. I know some people swear that all reading sucks. I just don't believe you found a book that you really like. But also, as a teacher, you kind of have to accept that your students are not going to want to be reading and doing school stuff all the time. 
They're there for six hours a day. It's an inevitability that at some point they're going to get tired of being there for six hours a day and stop trying. Like the school year, at least when I was in school, I would try really hard for like the first month of the school year. And then that was that was about all I had in me. If you've got more motivation than that, then truthfully, good for you. Like you should be proud of yourself. You're going places, you know, I don't know where you're going, but it's places. I just personally don't have the ability to focus on something six hours a day, nine months a year, except for YouTube for some reason. But she would get insanely mad anytime the class wasn't focused, and anytime they weren't focused, it was just instantly Pokemon. There's a huge fight at lunch, people are getting up on tables, throwing chairs at each other, dude. Somebody hit the principal with a spitball. Why are you guys distracted and talking about that fight in the lunchroom? It's those Pokemon games that made you guys love violence. And I'm not trying to say Pokemon's a peaceful game. You technically are making animals fight, but I think they're probably more hyped up about the fact that there is an insane fight in the lunchroom than Pokemon having anything to do with it. Either way, a bunch of guys in the class still would play Pokemon, but they were very careful about hiding their Pokemon cards when they were in class because they knew that if they got caught, then there was a good chance that their Pokemon cards were not going home with them and their parents were going to have to come get them. da 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 I said it, there you go. I I know there's always the drinking game down in the comments. One day, he's at lunch, and he's destroying everybody. This is way back in the day when Pokemon cards were still new before smartphones. And he had a Charizard, the first generation one, the one that people sell for a bunch of money now. And uh, he had a Blastoise as well, Venusaur, the Trifecta. And he was out there just destroying people at lunch. And he had his Pokemon cards in this, like, wallet thing. It was more of like a folding piece of leather. And he just figured if somebody saw it, he could say, no, it's my wallet, not my Pokemon cards. And they were coming in from lunch. And this person was just horrible at keeping their shoes tied, which is a a huge character flaw, man. That would really bug me. If every time I saw someone, they had their shoes untied, I would be hoping they tripped. And I'm not trying to, like, wish for anyone to get injured. I'm just saying it would really bug me and make me hope you tripped if you never had your shoelaces tied. Whatever, I guess I am wishing for someone to fall. I I don't know. Let's, Let's just get back to the video. So he was coming in, shoelaces untied. He trips and falls, and it just so happens that that little leather thing comes out of his pocket when he trips and falls. And it goes sliding out, and of course the contents come sliding out, because it's not like there's anything keeping the cards in, it's literally like a folded piece of leather. And so the Pokemon cards go all across the floor, and so he starts scrambling to pick them up as fast as he can, and almost out of a movie, as he's getting to like the last two, he sees a foot come down on the last one, and he looks up, and he sees his old teacher, the dinosaur herself, standing there, looking down at him, with a look of just pure disappointment, anger, hatred, hey, some might even call it just disgust. And she asks him, what are these? And there's not really any way to hide it. It says on the back, Pokemon. So he says they're Pokemon cards, and she looks at him and is like, these are not allowed at school and she rips the one that he has like his pile out of his hands and picks the one up that she was standing on puts them sideways in her hands and rips it in half and that rip in half might as well have been this dude's heart because his heart was broken in that moment and while he did get over it because he was a little kid it's also broken now because he knows that all those cards were worth a bunch of money and he probably would have still had them But she rips up his Pokemon cards and he literally lets out a cry of just no because he's so upset. 
and she just says that he needs to get back in there and get to schoolwork, and he shouldn't be worried about these silly games. And he was just so devastated that, like, he did not like that teacher for the rest of the year. He didn't go out of uh, his way, sorry, to make her life miserable. But he definitely was not a fan. Anytime there was a sub, he was like, she's so mean, she's the worst. And all the other boys in the class just stopped bringing their Pokemon cards because it was terrifying to them. It was like an urban legend. You know how some people do the hook with the hand? They were all just terrified of this lady because she was going to, like, you know eviscerate them somehow take their pokemon cards put them over the shredder and make them say the alphabet backwards like a dui test and if they didn't do it right she was just gonna shred the pokemon cards overall a massively heartbreaking story dude i don't even know how i would react if a teacher found my pokemon cards in that situation and ripped them in half when i was this guy's age especially when it was back then and they were brand new like now the pokemon cards you can always just get another one Not necessarily the old ones, but you know what I mean. They print a lot of the new stuff. But back then, when are you ever going to get another Blastoise, Charizard, and Venusaur? Truly a tragic story. That that teacher did something worse than she could ever imagine. So this next one I can't relate to as much because I grew up in the city, but the person who sent this to me grew up in a place where farming was like a pretty normal job. Not everyone was a farmer, but it wasn't weird to know a farmer or two, and it just so happened that his house was next to this guy who owned a ton of land where he grew corn. And corn gets pretty tall, and you can kind of walk through it, hide in it, whatnot. And this farmer was very particular about no one being in his cornfield, which, as an adult, makes a lot of sense because it's his job. But when they were younger, they would just kind of take it as a fun game of, like, go hide in the cornfield until the old man comes and yells at you. And so one night when he was, like, 12, him and his friends decided that they were going to go walk through the cornfield until they got caught, which is such a dumb game. I feel like, like, when you're that age, sometimes... Not everybody, but, like, I I definitely did this. You just think of dumb stuff to do because you're bored, and you're like, yeah, okay, let's just go do it. And then you think about it ten years later, and you kind of realize you were just annoying the farmer. So he's not standing by this, but it's a funny story. So they go in, and they start walking through the cornfield, and within, like, three minutes of getting into the cornfield, they see spotlights coming off his back porch into the field, and they hear him yelling that, like, whoever is in there should just come out. No one's allowed to be in the cornfield. Just come on out. If they come out, they won't be in trouble. And they were at least smart enough to know that's not true. I I love when people fall for that one. Especially, like, every now and then I'll watch dumb criminal compilations, and they'll say, if you come out, you won't get in trouble. And it's, like, for Grand Theft Auto, and they'll come out and be surprised when they still get arrested. Not that this farmer was a cop, but you get the idea. You're still gonna get in trouble if it's not supposed to be something that you're doing if you come out. So they keep hiding. And usually he would just kind of give up and go back inside, but... Today, he was really mad, and he started talking about how he was going to come out there and find him, and when he found him, he was going to call the cops. And he starts coming into the cornfield with his spotlight. And now he's in the field, and they start freaking out because they don't really know how to move out of the field without making noise, and if they make noise and he sees them run back to their house, he's going to know exactly who it is. So they start trying to do, like, this Navy SEAL stealth mission back to their house, and I'm sure it must have felt sick, dude. They must have had the... while they're sneaking around in their head, like the super sneaky man music. And they're going through the cornfield, and they, as they're moving, are like trying not to make any noise. And one of his friends steps on this branch, and it cracks. And they all just kind of stop, turn, and look at him. And they're making sure the beam doesn't come over. And very slowly, 
the beam just starts inching over. And you would have thought it was a lightsaber just chopping this corn down. Like, that's how terrified they were of it. And as it comes over, they kind of crouch. But when they crouch, it makes a rustle. And they know they're screwed because they see the flashlight and hear him start coming over. And the light starts getting closer, so they start running, and they split up. And he starts going in different directions. And the person who sent this to me just kept running in a straight line. And here's what I'll say. If you split up, probably not best to be the dude who runs in the straight line, because I feel like probability-wise, that's the one they're going to pick. But he's the one that's running straight, and sure enough, the guy's behind him. And so he decides to just go to the right really quietly and lay down. So he goes like three feet over as quietly as he can and lays down because he had a little bit of space between him and the guy. And the guy's walking through the cornfield, and he can hear him like huffing, puffing, breathing as he's walking next to him. And he said he felt like prey in a Predator movie, you know, like, it's coming, man. It's got thermal sight. You're screwed. And he's breathing heavily, and so he's trying to control his breathing, but if you've ever tried to control your breathing while you're breathing heavily, it kind of makes you, like, breathe heavier or have to cough. So he's trying to just cover up all the noise, and the boots start veering a little bit his direction. And he looks to his left, and he literally sees this guy's footwear probably three, four inches from his face as he's walking by. And the entire time he's been searching, he's been yelling out, like, when I find you, I'm gonna teach you guys a lesson, you're never going to come on my field again. So it's not like he said he's going to be super nice if he catches them. So they had quite the incentive to stay hidden. And so he watches the boots go by, and he walks about 15 feet away. And he starts, like, army crawling through this little clearing between the two stalks of corn on the ground. And he finally gets out, and he gets back to the house. And one of his friends get back to the house, but there's one of them missing. And sure enough, there's the phone ringing, and his parents were in the living room, and they answer it. And they say, hello? And the mom instantly is like, what? And she looks at them and realizes that they're covered in dirt and knows exactly what happened and says, I'll be right there. The guy had caught their friend. So while everyone else had had this super James Bond escape experience, this guy ended up getting caught. His mom went and got him, but he had also called his mom, so his mom came, picked him up from the party. It was this big deal. They got in a ton of trouble. The farmer the entire time had this huge grin because he felt like he had finally caught somebody that had been sneaking into his field. But he did never tell him that he was laying on the floor and was inches away from his boot. I feel like if you're that bad at knowing your surroundings when you're searching for people, it's just kind of got to be luck that he caught that other kid, though. Like, he's laying on the floor two inches from you and you can't see him. I've never searched for anything in a cornfield, but I feel like it's got to be luck you caught the other guy. Or the other guy's just horrible at hiding. He's like the kid in hide-and-seek that can't stop laughing in his hiding position, and you're like, oh, I wonder where he is. I don't know, I just thought this one was intense, you know, just imagining hiding from some dude in a field. It's like the quiet place with Jim from The Office. So, I didn't know this, but I guess there's a company that will go in sometimes and do, like, the big store displays. You know when you go in and there's a huge, like, freight train made out of sodas and whatnot? That's what the person who sent this to me does. And because he's, like, the guy who builds displays, it's not like he works only at one store. They don't have, like, a full-time guy. He works for a different company that goes into different stores and does them. So he's at a different store all the time. And because of that, he doesn't know where everything is whenever he's in a store. And sometimes customers get a little bit confused and they'll, like, ask him questions. But nine times out of ten, with, like, any reasonable sense... 
common sense. As soon as he explains what's going on, they say, oh, okay, sorry, and they walk away. And on this particular day, he was setting up this, like, big chair out of, I, I don't know what it was. He didn't say, but something boxy and cannish, probably soda, if I had to guess. And this lady comes up to him and says, excuse me, where is the cream cheese? And he looks at her a little bit confused by her tone and says, I don't know. And she looks at him and like does a scoff, uh, which is just disrespectful to do to somebody, especially when they just answered your question. And says something about how people that work at grocery stores these days are such losers. They don't even take the time to learn their store. And he doesn't work there, but he doesn't think everybody that works at grocery stores are losers. So he looks at her and says, quit being a Karen. Which is kind of funny, like, because he doesn't work for them, he works for the people that make the displays, it's not like there's going to be some ginormous issue about it. But she doesn't know that. She thinks that he works here. So she starts asking him what he means when he calls her a Karen. And he just explains that when you come in and start complaining about the type of people that work at the store when you're being impatient, it says more about you than it does the worker. Like, that's what being a Karen is. And she says, well, if you would just know where the cream cheese is, it wouldn't have to be an issue and I wouldn't have to be a Karen. You're forcing my hand here. And I love that logic. I don't want to be a Karen, guys. Uh, Trust me, I hate being mean to everyone. But when people don't know how to answer my question, my only option is to hate them and tell them that they're stupid and losers for having a job that they work at. You really leave me no other choice. And so he kind of laughed, and at that point, she stormed off all mad, and he goes back to building the display. And about five minutes after that, she comes back around, but she has the manager of the store in tow. And he says hi, and she, like, does a, a arm fold thing, but all sassily, like someone doing a, a intro in a cartoon when they do, like, the bow at the end of the intro song. And she looks at the manager and says, that's him, that's the guy who was rude to me. And the manager is a little bit confused, and he's like, well, ma'am, he doesn't work here. And she's like, yeah, that's right. Do you hear that? You just got fired. You don't even work here anymore for the way that you treated me. And the person who sent this in to me just starts laughing, and she doesn't understand, because in her mind, she just got this guy fired. He should be crying. He should be begging to be forgiven by the Karen. And he says, I don't work here. Like, you, you really can't do anything. That's why he said that. I work for a different company that makes the displays. And then she starts trying to go for the display. She's like, it's hideous. I hate it. And it doesn't really offend him. He doesn't really care that this lady doesn't like the display he's making. So he just says, okay, whatever. And apparently that's not good enough. And so she turns back to the manager to complain some more. But the manager has left. He kind of realized, all right, I'm out of here. This is going to get wild. Smart on his part. I don't know if that's store policy, but who cares? It's what most of us would do in this situation. So the Karen turns back around and is like, I don't even want to shop at this store as long as you're here, so I'm going to leave. Okay, go for it. Whatever you got to do, like, I'm not going to stop you. As if he's going to just stop and say, oh, you're right, I won't finish the job I'm getting paid to do because you want to shop here for an issue you created in the first place. And when that doesn't work, she says, I'll really leave. And he says, okay. And her last laugh maneuver is to take the bottom thing out of the display and rip it out. And the left side of the display comes tumbling down. It was a pretty big display, so it displaces a lot of stuff. And he's like, what are you doing? And she looks at him and says, that's what you get for being rude to me, and runs out of the store. And the manager comes running back over to see what it is and sees the situation and sees that the lady is gone. 
and is like, did she do this? And obviously he says, yes, because she did it. She destroyed the display. And he said, perfect. We've been wanting a reason to have her banned from the store. So it's not like this is her first time doing this. She's apparently such a problem that everybody wanted her banned in the first place and was just looking for a reason. And I feel like destroying a display is definitely a pretty solid reason for them to not let you back in the grocery store. You can't be doing that on the daily, you know? They, like, have all the Cheez-Its set out. They have a cheesy joke set up. But um, she walks up just kicking the Cheez-It boxes. Where is the honey-baked ham? Just freaking out. You can't have that, man. So she got banned. Uh, he did end up getting, like, paid to fix the display. So it didn't even matter because he got paid by the hour. It just ended up taking longer. So if anything, she ended up making him more money. And she got banned from her local grocery store. I don't know what she was thinking. There's really no W possible for her there. Now she just has to drive farther to grocery shop. But congratulations, Karen, I guess. Dude, this next one is just straight up sadistic. So this one also happened a while ago when this guy was younger. Around the time of like the Game Boy SP. For those of you that don't know, that's like the Square Game Boy. But just imagine it's a Switch 2 if you don't care about a Game Boy. Anyways, when this guy was younger, him and his brother both had these Game Boy Advanced SPs, the little square ones. And his brother was not the nicest kid, still isn't the nicest guy. He doesn't talk to his brother anymore. Not for this reason, but because of things similar to this. But basically, his brother had gotten his Game Boy taken away for doing something not that he was supposed to be doing. And he kept coming to him and saying, you need to let me play your Game Boy. You need to let me play your Game Boy. You need to let me play your Game Boy. And he kept saying, no, 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 no. One, because he knew his brother was grounded and wasn't supposed to have the Game Boy. And two, he knew his brother didn't really respect people's belongings. So if he gave him the Game Boy, there was a good chance he was going to sell it, steal it, break it, never like let him touch it again. And so he kept telling him no. And one day his brother very seriously looks at him and is like, if you don't let me play your Game Boy, then I'm going to break it. And he doesn't really think his brother's going to break it, but he goes to his parents and he's like, I don't want to snitch. I don't want to get in trouble. He told me he's going to break my Game Boy unless I let him have it because he doesn't have his. And his parents tell him, don't give him the Game Boy. There's no way he's going to do anything to break it. He knows he'd get in a ton of trouble. So he feels kind of okay because his parents have at least told him that like there's nothing that he's going to do to be able to break it. So the next day, him and his family were going to this water park down the road and they were going to let his brother come even though he's grounded because it would just be like really mean to leave him at home while everybody else went to the water park. They were still kids at the end of the day. Maybe some people disagree, but they were like younger. After this, he did not go to the water park though. And they're all in the car and everybody's getting hyped. They're like, oh, this is going to be so awesome. This is going to be so much fun. The dad drops the car into reverse and it rolls out. And like two inches into the reverse, you just hear a big crunch. And then it like keeps going. And the dad thinks, well, what was that? It's not a normal thing to hear when you are backing out as a huge crunch. And he immediately knows that he ran over something. And his brother, the one that sucks and is always breaking things, immediately just starts laughing. But not like a normal haha laugh, like maniacally laughing like an evil villain that just got the keys to Fort Knox. Like an evil villain that just found out his tractor beam actually does work with the new stolen technology. And the dad gets out, goes back, and then runs to the door, looks at his brother who's laughing and is like, you are in so much trouble. And so... 
As soon as his dad says that, he gets nervous, so he gets out of the car, the person who sent this to me, and looks and sees what they had run over. And his brother, at some point, must have gone into his room and taken his Game Boy while he was getting ready to go to the water park and had come out and put it behind the back left tire. And, uh, believe it or not, in a battle between technology and car. Car usually wins. Yeah, yeah, wow. I would have been more shocked if it still worked, but he picks it up because it's on the other side of the tire now. It's not stuck under the tire, and he can tell it's in rough shape, and he opens it, and the screen is cracked, and, like, the way it opened up was kind of like a clamshell design, and the hinge is just broken, and it kind of hangs there from this cord that connects the two pieces, and he's got tears in his eyes looking at his Game Boy broken. And you would think that maybe now his brother would feel bad, might think like, oh, this was a little bit too far, maybe did it in the moment. But his brother walks up to him and goes, guess it sucks to not have a Game Boy now, doesn't it? And starts laughing at him, which has to be an insane thing to see from your brother, bro. Brothers are gonna fight, but I feel like breaking a Game Boy and then taking joy in your brother crying at it is some next-level, uh, mean brother stuff. I can kind of understand if his brother does similar stuff to this, why he might not hang out with him too much. That might be a little bit awkward. But his dad takes his brother inside and is like, he's not going to the water park. And his mom is trying to calm him down because he's really upset about his Game Boy. And his dad comes out about 15 minutes later and reconfirms that he's not going to the water park. He's going to stay home with him. And then takes his brother's Game Boy and hands it to him and is like, this is yours now. Which, I don't really know what the brother expected that was obviously going to happen. If you break your brother's stuff and you have something and you've already lost it and that's what all this is about. They're just going to give it to your brother. And he took that Game Boy and he guarded it with his life. And his brother was pissed, always trying to take it and steal it from him, but he was too afraid to break it again. And anytime he would take it, his parents would stand up for him and make him give it back. But yeah, this guy's brother, like, absolutely took it too far, got his Game Boy run over, had destroyed a bunch of people's stuff after that too, but never his brother's again because he was really careful. Kind of a fool me once, shame on you, fool me can't get fooled again type of vibe. You break my Game Boy one time, alright, I'm keeping my eye on everything after that. Just sucks his brother didn't change, he's still out there breaking things. They've just gotten more expensive and illegal. And we've got one more that's a really crazy one about a guy using a gaming mouse as a nunchuck. But before we get into it, because this has been a super long video, if you guys could just press the like button and comment, I would appreciate it. It helps the video do better. The channel's not doing crazy hot right now, so uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you are enjoying it, I'd really appreciate you commenting and pressing the like button, and let's get to the video. So this guy had just gotten a new gaming PC set up, and he had some friends, at least people he thought were friends, that he wanted to show it to. It was something that was cool, it was something he thought they had in common, because they already had PC gaming setups. So one day, he invited them over after school to see his setup, and it was two guys that he was pretty close with. He had been over and, like, spent the night at their house. They had had a LAN party with consoles and whatnot. There was no reason to be suspicious. And they get there, and he's immediately a little bit confused because they're like, oh, are your parents here? And he's not sure why they care, but he's like, no, they're working, and they don't get home till later. And so they go up there and they start looking at his setup and they're like, yeah, it's really nice. It's really, really nice. It's really cool. And it was nice, but it wasn't any nicer than their stuff, if that makes sense. Like any gaming setup with a PC is going to be nice, but it's not like it was leagues above anything they had. 
And so he looks and he kind of shakes his mouse awake. And when he turns around, they're both kind of standing really close. And he's like, what's going on? And they tell him that he's going to give up his keyboard, his mouse, and his monitors. They won't take his computer because they're friends, but he's going to give it up right now or they're going to beat him up. And he kind of looks at them and thinks they're joking because they're friends, except they don't laugh and he realizes they're being serious. And it kind of clicks like, oh, they were asking if my parents were home because their plan has been to rob me the entire time. They just didn't want the potential of getting caught. And so he says, no, I'm not going to give you my stuff. Like, you guys have your own. You don't even need it. And they're like, yeah, but we just want yours, which has to be the lamest thing to say ever. You're just robbing your friend because you feel like it. And so they start reaching and they grab his keyboard and they rip it off the desk and kind of like pull the plug out from the computer super hard. And so this guy, realizing it's a 2v1, does the only thing that was sensible to him. He picks up his mouse, unplugs it, wraps like the bottom of the cord around his hand to the point where it's probably like eight inches between his mouse and his hand. And he had one of those old Logitech mouses. I don't know if you guys have ever seen those, but the new ones are like really light, high tech. Those old Logitech mice were basically a brick. And he takes it and he hits one with it. And they're like, ow, dude, stop, stop, which is such a weird thing to say when you're trying to steal someone's stuff and not even their stuff, but they're like most prized possession from their home. I think anyone starts fighting you when you're robbing them. You just have to expect it. But especially when someone lets you into their house, when you think they're friends and you betray them and start trying to rob them, they're not going to stop hitting you with the mouse. So he's hitting them with the mouse and they're like, dude, chill, chill. And he's like, get out of my house. And they kind of start talking amongst themselves, and they're like, dude, we should just leave. Like, he's not going to stop. And the one who had kind of ringleaded the operation is like, yeah, but I want the mouse. And so he takes the mouse, and he hits him with it, and he's like, you're not getting it. And so they end up leaving, and the entire time they're leaving, he's spinning the mouse around his hand like a helicopter, like he's about to take off. He probably could have gotten airborne, and they leave, and he immediately is, like, freaking out. Because he realizes how close he was to getting robbed, bro. He's really lucky they gave up that easy, that they weren't willing to, like, really fight him for it. Because even then, even with the mouse, it is a 2v1. So he calls his parents, his parents come home, and they're like, what happened? So he explains everything, and obviously they're pissed. But instead of calling the cops or calling the school, they were old, like, family friends, too. As I said, he had been over to their house, they had spent the night and stuff. So they call up their parents, and they confront them, and they try to lie about it for a bit and finally admit it. And talk about getting the last laugh. I guess those two had been misbehaving together quite a bit, and their parents had already warned them. So they literally got sent to military school for this entire stunt, which is not worth it, bro. You already had a gaming computer. You already had a mouse. You already had a keyboard. You try to rob a friend of yours. Robbing anyone's messed up, but like robbing your friends even more messed up. And then it's already after you've been told that if you do anything else, you go to military school and you get a surprise Pikachu face when they actually do it. I can't really uh, think about what you were thinking when you did that, but kudos to the guy who used the gaming mouse as a nunchuck. Really got his uh, karate kid on. Cobra Kai, new season. What do you guys think? I I don't know. I thought it was all right. Anyways, that's just a collection of the shorter stories that weren't long enough to be their own video that I got this week, so hopefully you guys enjoyed. If you like this format, let me know in the comments section down below. I'd really appreciate it. Other than that, subscribe if you're new, turn on notifications, all that good stuff. Like, comment, it really helps the video do better. 
And if you want to listen to these videos on Spotify, I do post the audio over there, link down below. Feel free to check it out. And also, over on my third channel, Scrub A, I've been doing a little bit of a podcast thing, so if you want some of the old reaction content I used to do, go check that out. But on that note, don't get anyone pregnant. If you do, make sure they're hot, and I'll see you guys next time. I'm out. Peace.